0: is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the second of Sivan 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has made some documents public that Israeli intelligence took from Iran and he showed them off on Tuesday so that was yesterday he published the documents which show Iranian intelligence actually spied on the United Nations Atomic Agency which in turn helped them cover up their own nuclear activity that they were not supposed to be participating in. Last week Iran's foreign minister said the accusation that these accusations were Zionist lies. Well, Bennett put up a video on the internet holding the papers in his hands that are in Farsi and saying that he had evidence of the lies in his hands. And he also said, quote, You see, after Iran stole classified documents from the UN's atomic agency, Iran used that information to figure out what the atomic agency was hoping to find and then created cover stories and hid evidence to evade their nuclear probes. The 2018 operation had multiple Israeli agents working through documents that put a light on Iran's nuclear programs and plans. If you are not familiar with all the background here, I am, so let me give you just a couple of sentences on that. Iran was not supposed to be rapidly building a nuclear arsenal according to the 2015 JCPOA or the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, also known as the Iran deal, which was an agreement between Iran, the United States, and other world players, which got Iran to officially agree to dismantle a lot of its nuclear programs and allow for inspections of their facilities. In exchange they were meant to get billions of dollars in economic relief. Israel found evidence that Iran had signed onto the agreement, but not held up their end of the bargain and tried to cover it up. In 2018, President Trump pulled the United States out of that deal as a result of some of that information. Iran has time and again publicly stated they plan to bomb Israel off the face of the map. After reading the documents, Bennett also said, quote, Iran lied to the world. Iran is lying to the world again right now. And the world must make sure that Iran doesn't get away scot-free, end quote. Israel is about to resume working on a West Bank settlement project of 3,412 homes, which is being called E-1. The plan was paused due to pressure from the United States not to go ahead and create more homes for Jews in the West Bank, which is a section of land over the Green Line that is disputed and contentious between Palestinians and Jews. Palestinians see it as their land for a future official Palestinian state, and Jews see it as their ancestral Homeland and that they should be allowed To live there It's often referred to as Judea and Samaria, and this section is thought to be the true, original place where Jews come from. The objections process, as the Jerusalem Post refers to it, is going to continue on July 18th. The last hearing on this was in January, and then it was suspended. The objections phase is the last step for the planning council before the body will officially grant a final approval. By the way, the most shocking part about this E1 story for me is that this plan has been in the works literally since former prime minister Yitzhak Rabin was in office and that was between 1992 and 1995. That's when he was assassinated in 1995. That means that this project has been in discussion for literally as long as I have lived. Politics are crazy, right? Current U.S. Ambassador to Israel Thomas Nide says this piece of land is very important for a future Palestinian state. I will keep you updated on what happens next. Last fall, Sudan's military staged a coup to seize power, removing the country's civil government and killing dozens of people. Following this, the United States suspended all assistance to the country and is now calling on Israel to join in widespread condemnation. There's one problem. Sudan and Israel have been in the process of improving their foreign relations toward one another, so much so that Sudan actually signed on to the Abraham Accords, joining the Muslim-majority United Arab Emirates and Kingdom of Bahrain before Morocco also joined on in peace with Israel. The U.S. says that the country's government officials will no longer help Sudan make peace with Israel in an effort to punish the country for that coup. Israel did not condemn the last spate of violence, A spokesperson for the Biden administration says they expect Israel to join the call for a return to a democratically elected government in Sudan. The U.S. is suspending wheat shipments to the country and other trade and investment assistance in the meantime. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News podcast, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows any of you who are reaching out to me and letting me know how much you love my content, how much you love the Israel Daily News podcast, how much you love getting a weekly newsletter from us with a wrap of what's going on in Israel. It just validates me, encourages me, and helps me feel that I'm in my power. And I really appreciate it. So thank you. I can never get enough. And thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, all of you. Israeli politics are world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you, too, can support independent journalism. So check us out at israeldaily.news. You can find us on our website there. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. The 20th Jerusalem Pride Parade is this Thursday, so that's tomorrow. But ahead of the celebrations are But ahead of the celebrations, Israeli security officials are holding a press conference to discuss safety At the event, Public Security Minister Omer Barlev and Police Chief Kobi Shabtai were some of those in attendance at what they call a situational assessment, where the police presented their plan to secure the event. At the meeting, Barlev said that it's a shame in 2022 that police are still required to secure a parade, which is a joyous celebration. Barlev called on everyone to celebrate the event without fear saying that Israeli police forces are going to be there to protect the attendees. The parade has had its share of violence in years past, coming from religious extremists. In 2015, a woman named Shira Banke was murdered by a man while she participated in the event. Her father is going to be speaking this year at the closing. Israel is advancing a desalination project with Arizona in hopes to secure the state water for the next 100 years. Desalination means taking the salt and minerals out of the water and making it clean enough to drink, water plants, and bathe with, amongst other other things. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey said a five day visit to Israel this week is exactly what he needs. He's working with top Israeli officials on Tuesday, so that was yesterday, to discuss a plan that will increase desalination efforts in his state. Ducey spent time learning how to make the Arizona desert thrive during meetings with president isaac herzog prime minister naftali bennett and opposition leader Benjamin netanyahu during his visit ducy toured a desalination plant and took to social media saying that he's getting ideas and that what he's been exposed to will help secure water during times of climate change and drought for his state he also said that desalination has made israel a role model for arizona and has made Israel, the world's water superpower. There's currently $677 million worth of trade between Arizona and Israel when it comes to high tech and cybersecurity. That is pretty awesome. Now, here's a quick last-minute story that just came to me right before I started recording today. It comes from a great American Israeli who lives right here in Israel named James Oppenheim. He's the owner of Bodega, which is a burger restaurant family-owned here in Tel Aviv. And I just love what he did. I loved it so much that I'm including it in today's show. Last week... James invited 100 Ukrainian refugees in Israel to come to his restaurant, which, by the way, is entirely kosher. I cannot believe that I actually missed this in-person event. I wish that I was there. I actually would like to bring my international community to t- from Tel Aviv to have an opportunity to do buddy system and to become buddies with some of the Ukrainian refugees who are in their age category living in Tel Aviv. I haven't been able to make this plan work yet. There are a lot of steps that are in between me and getting this done but I'm very excited that James was able to do something from his end the next best thing is his is giving this family some coverage for helping the refugees in the best way that they can. James reached out to the Jewish Agency of Israel and spoke with Israel for Ukraine, which is a volunteer organization. And a couple weeks later, he pulled 100 people to come have a full meal of burger, fries and a soda at his restaurant. I just got off the phone with him. He says that he felt... And his family felt their obligation to do something for this community. He says that he sells the best kosher bacon cheeseburgers. Yes, it's a kosher bacon cheeseburger. So the bacon and the cheese are alternative products and the group loved the food. He says that he wanted to treat them how he likes to be treated himself, and that is with a delicious meal. He worked hard to pull this together, but says that he and his family are creating the world they want to live in. I'm very inspired by this story, and I hope that you all are too. I wanted to leave you all off on a high note. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 21 degrees Celsius and a high of 28 degrees. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 80 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. We've got a lot cooking up over here on the business side. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website at IsraelDaily.News. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work and our newest intern Carly Brechner. For writing some of today's stories, I'm going to send you off today with a song called Makom Prati by Idan Tamler. He's an American Israeli musician with a beautiful voice. He's also a Chazan, which means that he's a person who sings Jewish melodies in synagogues. Enjoy the song and have a great and productive day.
1: עד קרן שמת שתגן על עצמימות ששם בפנים הזיקוקים של הילדות הפכו לזיכרון ישן אורות גדולים שנשרפו מה נשאר לנו עכשיו? תגידי עד Hay am a day, yes, Leonard. I am so much compatible, she is a love, but I law law how long when kholot la radem mata rakouli A girl who wears lipstick, feels like a star. I'm lost in your shadow, and you're saying, "If speak